0: Hello, and welcome back to the Off-Campus Podcast. This is Lawrence, and in today's episode, I'm joined by Ethan and Simon, two freshman guys. And we reflect on their freshman years, and we talk about their future goals and aspirations. Um, At the end, we have some fun would-you-rathers, so stay tuned for that. What's up, guys? I'm Simon. (laughs) (laughs) What what else am I supposed to say? (laughs) Uh, You can do, like... Name, major, uh-huh. hometown. Do like a like a fun fact or something. My favorite TV show is Breaking Bad. Okay. You just skipped all the other questions. Yeah.
1: It's okay. They know me. <laughs> <laughs> they know who Simon is.
0: Right. Y'all know me.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hi, my name is Ethan. I'm a freshman studying business. I'm from Plano, Texas, and my favorite TV show is probably Rick and Morty.
0: Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Wait, Simon, you're from Allen? I'm an Allen Eagle. Allen Eagle. <laughs> yes, sir. How many Allen Eagles do we have? It's like you, Macy. Lewis, Richard, yeah. Macy, Mary,
1: yeah. John, John, Vivian, John
0: Vivian. Oh, Vivian yeah. went to charity. charity, Charity, Charity. Wait, that's so many. Yeah. It's a big represent? School. Dang. Right oh, it is a big school, right? How many was in your class? Eighteen hundred. Eight. <laughs> that's actually crazy. Okay. Well, I guess it makes sense why like people like would go to school for four years together and not know not know them, right? Like Mary said, she like never met Richard in high school or something like that. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> that's. I, I did meet Lewis oh you did legit. Yeah. but
0: Lewis that. is a year older than you right yeah Lewis was in my art history class <laughs> oh what about like uh, I used to knew John and Charity right did you know Vivian in high school I did not I never met Vivian oh
2: so. no even at my school there are so many people I just do not know existed oh um, yeah and then at UT with like 50k students it's really like everyone is just like an NPC you know <laughs>
0: Did y'all like going to such a big school? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good too. I think there are so
2: many benefits to going to a big school. Oh yeah. Like you just take UT, for example, you have this many people. Well, you'd think we'd have like a better football (laughs) team, but (laughs) that is not the case. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. But there's just more things you can do, more people to meet when you Mm. go to a big school.
0: Yeah. I guess that's, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, I went to Seven Lakes and Seven Lakes is like relatively big. We had like seven thirty, I think, in my in my class.
2: I think there's like a competitive aspect that comes with more people. Mm, I think that's, that's something I'm thankful for. It yeah. pushed me to study, work hard.
0: Yeah, what about you, Simon?
1: I honestly never studied that hard in high school. <laughs> then how are you so smart
0: I'm not smart (laughs) it's okay I think I think competitive high school is like good in a sense but also sometimes it's like kind of toxic oh definitely especially like I feel like the Plano schools and in Seven Lakes I feel like there's just a bunch of Asians and then that makes it super competitive and then you have to try really hard in like all your classes And it's like, I remember like GPA was like such a big thing. And we had like GPA exempt forms. And then like, apparently I heard some story of someone was like, oh, I'm about to go turn in my GPA exempt form. And then their friend was like, oh, can you turn mine in too? And they're like, okay. And then they didn't turn their friends in. So they didn't get GPA exempt. So like that would like lower their GPA. I was like, dude, like what is wrong with you?
2: That sounds like West Plato to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard some stories at, at like Jasper, of like fake um, study guides. Oh my god! Where gosh. people will go out of their way to sabotage other people, or like, I remember one time I asked this girl like if we had homework due tomorrow, <laughs> and she straight up said no, and then like late at night I found out that we did,
0: oh and stuff gosh. like that. Is, it's annoying. I guess, how would you guys describe your high school experience? Did y'all enjoy it? Was it fun? Did you have a lot of friends? Were y'all popular in high school?
2: No. <laughs> I don't think so.
1: I don't think so either.
2: I think, I was actually thinking about this the other day, but I feel like the friends you have in high school are, like, kind of the friends you grow up with, like, the friends I had in high school were the friends I had in elementary school, carried over to middle school, carried over to high school. And mm-hmm. then you add, like, friends, like, here and there. But that's kind of, like, mutual friends you add from your existing friends. Yeah. Like, whereas in college, you're really just thrown into, like, a whole new environment where you're forced to, like, go out and really just open up and meet, like, literally randomly, like, random new people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I was particularly... Popular. I think I was involved. Um, so I was in band. Our band was pretty big because like, we're a 6 A school. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say I had a lot of friends, but like within band, I don't think that carries over to school popularity <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, I also swam, so I was close with a bunch of the guys that I swam with. Mm-hmm. And altogether, there was a lot of time that I had to commit. And so i did not have the best high school experience in my opinion just a lot of grinding it was hard but i would take that over the people who only like study and like never made any like significant friends Mm -hmm. and you know i'd say even at like the top of the rankings you know those people still tend to like be Create healthy relationships personal yeah. relationships but there are some few people who just like study 24 7 and I I don't think that that could be me I would not trade like a better rank f- and give up like swimming or band in high school mm-hmm. I think those are good experiences to have
0: yeah that's good
1: I was not super involved <laughs> I was in band freshman year but then I was like I was so bad <laughs> <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I was a percussionist and I had no sense of rhythm, so <laughs> I was like, nah, it's doomed. <laughs> and my director didn't like me. so <laughs> But that was my fault, because I, I would just like troll around in practice. Yeah. And yeah. I quit band. I was involved in like some clubs, but nothing super serious. I don't know, I think I would rather have grinded, honestly, (laughs) like have been involved in something meaningful. But like I, I just did the bare minimum in school to do well, Mm. had my own group of friends and Mm. I mean, I talked to other people, but I didn't like really get too close to any of them. So if I, if I were to do it again, I'd probably be more involved and then also like explore more.
0: Did y'all, like, grow up in, like, Plano and Allen? Like, y'all never moved since y'all were born?
1: Yeah. I did not. Oh, okay. I was born in Plano, and then I moved to Norman, Oklahoma, which is where OU is for a few years. And then when I was in second grade, I came to Plano. I went to Plano schools for a bit, and then I went to—we moved to Allen, and I went to Plano private school— it was, like, a Christian school with, like, 12 people per class. Oh, my gosh. And then in middle school, I finally went to Allen. Did you have any
2: significant core memories and life experiences in Oklahoma?
1: I wouldn't say anything significant.
0: How long were you there for?
1: Um, Maybe, like, three years. Mm.
0: Like, in elementary school?
1: Yeah, just, like, my very early childhood up uh-huh. to, like, first grade.
0: When's like the earliest you guys can remember? Like what what age? I think like four. Three or four. I think me too.
2: I don't even remember like the how can you even tell like oh I was four, like <laughs> conscious, like I'm four. Like think back to that time.
0: I don't know actually. Like
2: I can think of like times when I was like a like really young and just like getting my ass <laughs> beat.
0: <laughs> but
2: but like I was, I like I could not put an age.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. I think. Do y'all remember like pre-K? I do. I don't think I remember pre-K. I feel like the earliest I remember is kindergarten. Maybe like some stuff outside of school. Um, I'd say
2: kindergarten. I remember
0: I th- one time my. Uh, my brother got in a laundry basket and like rode it down the stairs. And I remember I was super young and that's like my earliest memory.
2: <laughs> I can only think of like pictures around my house mm-hmm. and like have young associated memories with those pictures, but I don't think I could like conjure like a pure memory mm. from being really young.
1: I think I actually remember a lot, but like, it was not significant stuff. It <laughs> was like,
2: But you're conscious. Your brain was de- more developed than ours. Mm, I don't know about <laughs>
1: that. I remember uh, catching frauds in the backyard, <laughs> making snowmen. And then I remember in, like, first raid, we had this thing where you, like, take a giraffe, like a pet giraffe, take it home, and you, like talk to people with it <laughs> <laughs> or something like that what? I remember yeah, wait like you like talk stuff. like you
0: pretend you're the giraffe and you talk to yeah. people
1: what was the point of that to agitate you in your imagination Lawrence <laughs> very meaningful
0: okay that's cool I guess yeah I mean I think um people that moved around a lot especially like growing up I think they that influences them a lot. Um, because even going to high school and, and middle school, I think that's when you make a lot of your like formative relationships. And I think that time period influences you a lot. And so moving around I think socially that impacts you a lot. Um, I don't know, so I was just wondering. No guys, that's, that's definitely
2: saying? true. Like even in college I've met Some people who just haven't developed any social skills. And I think it's just kind of sad to think that, like, they've lived like 18, 19, 20, 21 years of their life. And it was just unlucky that through all this time, they weren't able to surround themselves with like those important people in their lives that kind of shaped them. And like, as they turn into adults, and then at this stage in life, it's just really hard to go back and develop some of these like things that like are inherent
0: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure are y'all more like extroverted or introverted do you know I think I'm more
1: introverted I think I'm more introverted but a lot of people
2: say and think that I'm extroverted
0: yeah I was about to say you seem you seem extroverted
2: no I think uh, there's a lot people don't know about me and, like, even though I'm introverted, I understand the, r- the importance of putting myself out there, opening up to others, and like building genuine relationships. I think part of a big part of me maturing as a person right. is realizing stuff like that. So, even though I'm introverted, I have to go above and beyond and like be uncomfortable to open myself to others and just build those relationships. Um, and that, demands, like, a extra level of confidence within myself. Uh, I think it comes off as arrogance to most people. And, you know, it's something I'm still working on. I think even the three of us were, as, like, adults, um, even though we have, like, the social skills I was just talking about that we developed, there are still some of these soft skills that we still haven't developed and we're, like, actively trying to improve on. I think that we'll just keep on, we'll be working on them for, as we grow old.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that's a really good mindset to have, though, being able to put yourself out there and be uncomfortable. I think, growing up, I was always, like, really shy. Um, I didn't know how to talk to people. I think it's because of... um, I guess the way my parents are, my parents are also pretty shy and, um, I guess not really shy, but more reserved and, and, um, don't really go out and, like, have those, like, Chinese parties, Chinese potlucks that everyone has, uh, and so that means growing up, like, I didn't have much interaction outside of, like, me and my family, right, and I think that made me, like, quieter growing up, um, but then I remember... I feel like I've shared this story before, but I was like on youth leadership and I would um, be like on welcome team. And so that forced me to put myself out there and, and be uncomfortable. And I think through that, I understand a lot of that saying, like fake it till you make it, right? And I think a lot of times that's like actually true, right? You You force yourself to, to do things that are uncomfortable and eventually you grow until that's like normal to you. Um, and so I think it, it is really important to be willing to be uncomfortable, to be willing to put yourself out there, especially when it comes to like social situations. I think socially like building relationships is always really hard. And so you have to be able to be uncomfortable and, and put in the effort to, to grow as a person and to build these relationships with people. Um, Cause I think one of the, most important things in college is the relationships that you build. Cause I think that's what shapes you the most is interacting with these different people, seeing different people's perspectives um, and having that influence you and in helping you grow um, and be like wiser. Right. Um, so what do you guys think? I guess kind of looking back on your freshman year, what are things that um you wish you would have done differently things that you're glad you did um or like general reflections on this past year
2: i would say going into college i already knew the importance of investing in people um one of the great things like i had the opportunity to like lead a giant band and something that one of the biggest takeaways I, i got from that experience was that like the second I graduated, like, I don't even care about band anymore, and, like, nobody cares that I was a band, and nobody cares that I, like, led a band, but the best experience is looking back, like, people ask you, like, oh, well, what were your favorite moments? It was the people, like, being able to go to Whataburger, like, late at night with, with your closest friends, and that's when I really learned the importance of investing in people and developing these personal relationships is like bigger than life. So I would say that I'm really glad that I came into college understanding that. And so I'm really thankful for the people I was able to meet, that the people that God blessed me with. Um, if it's the people in ACM or the people in books and the people that I met in classes, um, God really placed these people in my life and I'm really still so thankful and I try to take advantage of these blessings by just trying to get to know them better to try to open up to them and I really hope that the friendships, the friendships that I develop now are the r- relationships that I you know, can take for the rest of my life
0: Yeah, that's really good What about you, Simon?
1: I think one thing is I expected it to be a lot easier to make friends in college. I was like, uh, I'll just go up to people and talk to them and we'll hang out and we'll be friends. But it's it's really a lot harder than that. You have to put in a lot of effort. You have to invest a lot yourself. And also you do need those like social skills. Um, I think one thing that I regret is not putting in more effort I feel like I haven't made too many close relationships, but also at the same time, I've never been someone who like makes close relationships super easily. It always takes me time. Um, but in the end, I don't regret it. I think I still have made relationships that will last a lifetime. So,
0: yeah, that's really good. I think, um, being able to see that really early on is really important. Being able to see that you have to put in that effort. Because I think, at least in high school, a lot of times relationships come just Mm because of proximity, right? Like, you're always seeing the same people every day, so, like, I guess we'll be friends, right? But in college, it's like, if you don't want to be their friend, like, you don't have to see them, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But then if you do want to be their friend, like, you both have to put in that effort, right? No,
2: I I totally feel the same way that Simon does that I also have made a lot of really good relationships, but I also regret that like looking back, I haven't made like the most personal relationships, like people I would call like my best friend, mm. uh, stuff like that. And yeah, I think it just takes time and commitment, but I also think it's also, if you like from a positive perspective, The same way that, like, God gives us free will to really develop the most authentic personal relationship with him is the same way that the free will we have in college to develop personal relationships with others also allows our friendships in college to be just that next level of authenticity than, like, compared to our friends in high school. And that's why I think college relationships really last for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think another thing is... Kind of like like I was saying earlier, like in college, the relationships are deeper and and different than the ones in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think in college, you're actually living life with people. I think in high school, it was a lot of, I see you in this class, you're in my chemistry class, and that's the only time I see you. Outside of school, I'll ask you for homework, (laughs) but then that's about it. Right, but in college, it's you live life together. You, um, you go out to eat together. You hang out together. You do random stuff together, like you go grocery shopping with people. And it's like this is like real life, you know. Um, and I think, I think it's okay to not have those best friend relationships just yet. I think, like you said, like it does take time, um, and. I think it's okay because like you don't need to rush into anything right and I think having that initial relationship is already good and you have the next three years to continue to build on that right and I think it's always good to reflect on I guess your year or reflect on on what you've done because it sets you up for what you want to do in the next year, right? And I think being able to, to think about that is really important. Um, and yeah, I think you guys are, are on the right track already because I think these are things that I learned like second semester of my sophomore year um, because that's kind of when, I guess for, for me, it was freshman year, everyone felt really close because we were also in close proximity. Everyone was at Jester. We would eat J2 together like every day. And then at night, everyone would meet at, at the lobby and play games. And so it was like really easy, like everyone was close together. Um, and so that made it easy to, to feel close to people. But then sophomore year, everyone moved off campus. Um, everyone like went their separate ways kind of. And then it took more effort to meet with people. If you wanted to to have a meal with someone, there wasn't like this central place that you could all just go to um, that was like nearby. So you would have to schedule a time with people. And then top of one year people got more busy, like school started picking up and then it took a lot more effort to even hang out with each other. people less people started going to gesture because it's like far away, you gotta walk. Um, so there, so it was just like more obstacles in the way. And then once those obstacles arose, it was easy for me to just be like, oh, I'm feeling lazy today. Oh, I had a long day of school. I don't really want to go out. I don't really want to hang out with people, right? And then because I was, like, more tired, I was, like, um, doing more school stuff. I was doing more ACM leadership stuff. I kind of, because I'm introverted, I kind of shut down and was kind of like, I just wanna stay in my room and like play games and, and watch YouTube. And then there'd literally be people in my apartment and I would just be in my room because I was like, ah, I'm tired, you know? Um so I think it's really good that you know that how to be uncomfortable and like um, put yourself out there even if you even if sometimes you don't feel like it or, or if feel like you feel tired or whatever. And then um having to put in that effort Right, I think one of the biggest thing uh, things I learned is it, when I was sitting there in my room, I was like, oh like why don't people like ever reach out to me? Why don't people ever like ask me to hang out with them? Right? It's because I'm I'm sitting there in a the room like it's obvious that it or it's apparent to them that I don't want to hang out, right? And they don't want to like bother me or anything, right? And so the important lesson I learned is that everyone wants to be reached out to, but very few people want to do the reaching out to people. If that makes sense. Mm. It's like everyone wants um, people to care for them, but they don't aren't as willing to put in the effort to care for others. And so I think once you realize that um, and you are able to like initiate conversations with people, ask others to to get a meal or get a one-on-one or whatever, um, that helps a lot because then they see that, oh, like, they do care. They do want to, they do care about this relationship and they'll reciprocate usually, right? But obviously, if you're, like, always initiating and they don't really reciprocate, then that's also not good, right?
1: I feel like that's part of why people don't reach out, though. It's like, we have this fear. It's like, what if I'm putting in this effort to try and be this person's friend and they're just like, nah, I think that's something scary that you have to like overcome if you want to put in the effort to build real relationships
2: i think that comes with being open Mm -hmm. putting yourself out there yeah (coughs) i also think we're still like developing as people and like who we are kind of defines the friends that we attract and the Mm -hmm. people we want to be around Mm -hmm. and that like even for me like even Though I'm introverted and I feel like I've developed the social skills and I'm able to make friends, you know, I'll still go to like my Bucks Mixers and not talk to a single girl (laughs) (laughs) and I'll average like 12 eye contacts, (laughs) a couple of she bad, (laughs) one decent conversation Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then go home and be like, well... I tried.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, those are some good stats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, it, it's definitely hard. Um, and yeah, there's definitely like the possibility that you reach out and you put an effort and it's not reciprocated. Right. And of course that hurts. Right. Um, but I think. I think as you go throughout life. There's always gonna be stuff that doesn't go your way. There's always gonna be stuff that sucks. Um, and I think it's it's how you deal with them that shapes you as a person. Um, I think relationships like I was saying, like I think they shape you a lot in in who you become um, and in the, the type of person you are. And so even in the relationships that don't work out, I think there's a lot you can learn from that, right? I think being able to. Deal with rejection and deal with um like failures and and things like that i think that also shapes you as a person a lot Um, and i think if you're able to deal with these difficulties especially early on i think it's that sets you up well later on and i think so I, i was talking to my mom about this um because this this past year and the year before having to apply for internships and, and full-time um, has been pretty rough for me I essentially did not get any offers and obviously that was really discouraging right and so I was talking to my mom about it and she was saying that sometimes it's b- it's better to have these... Um, failures and these shortcomings come up early in your life because like I'm still relatively young maybe not compared to you guys but like in the grand scheme of things like I'm still pretty young and it's easier for me to to like bounce back at this time of my my life rather than if I'm like 40 or something right and so being able to deal with these hard things early on and it gives you time to bounce back and grow from it right and so i think it's um being able to embrace these things and and grow from them like is really important because these are like our formative years right and um seeing these like these difficulties and and not letting them like like crush you but letting them be um like character development i think is is really good
2: what would you say is like I guess like the biggest fail in your life and which led to like the biggest learning the thing like the biggest thing you've learned, the biggest learning experience that has kind of like shaped your life?
0: Um I think this past year has been has been really big. I think God has been teaching me a lot through it because I think the way that I saw it was This is my career. This is a big part of my life. And so I assumed, yeah, God cares about this. And so, you know, it'll be easy. God will give me a job and then I'll, um, you know, maybe I'll move to a new city, settle down and then life will be easy. Right. I, I thought I had it all planned out. And I think God was kind of showing me that it's not, it's not about like the way that I plan things. And it's not about how smart I am or how hardworking I am. It's about where God wants me to be. Um, and being able to trust him through that and trust him even when stuff doesn't go my way and being able to trust him while I'm waiting, um, for offers or waiting for grad school, um, being able to be faithful in the times when it seems like God is not present. Um, So I think that is definitely something big that God has been teaching me. I think something that's a little smaller, but it's still, like, something big that I learned, is I remember my—I think I was a senior in high school. I was leading a small group at my church, um, and I remember prepping the Bible passage, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I've got it all figured out. Like, I studied it well. I did all. took all my notes. And then I had a friend who was also leading a, a small group, and she like had not even read over the passage like the day before we were supposed to lead. right. And I remember like, I think there's a part of me that was like, I took pride in the fact that I felt I was very well prepared. and I thought I had it handled. Um, and so I, I was kind of like criticizing her for it or like scolding her about it. And then when the day came for us to lead the Bible study, it was like super loud in the room because like we were all doing the Bible, we were all doing the small group in the same one big room. And then so it was really loud, and then my kids were really loud, and so it was like hard for me to like even like teach or do anything. And I remember this this one little sixth grader. It was like you're the worst smoking leader ever. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) and I was like pissed. And I remember going home and I was like super disappointed. And I was like, dude, like, like what the heck? And then, um, yeah, kids are, kids are actually ruthless, but I think that was something that God was trying to teach me too. Right. It's when you're, when you're trying to lead, when you're trying to do things for God, it's not about you. Right. It's not about, um, how well you lead or how good of a leader you are or how um respected that or how much respect people give you right it's about relying on god and and serving god for his glory not for mine right and so i think that's another thing that i still remember to this day that was like a big failure and i i learned from it
1: so your second biggest failure is getting (laughs) roasted absolutely destroyed (laughs) Destroyed by I'm a sixth raider.
0: Absolutely mogged by this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think that's my second biggest yeah. failure, but that's just like one that I always remember. Mm-hmm. Like, even even now when I lead small group, I like remember that. And I, <laughs> I tried to like. Day. Before every small group, I, like, pray. I'm, like, making sure my heart is in the right place.
2: That kid has real
0: estate in his, in his head. Dude, I know. <laughs> Bro, I think he goes here. I think I saw him the other day. Oh, he's, like, <laughs> a freshman? Yeah, I think so. Oh.
2: What's his name? Expose him? No, 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 no. I can't say. We'll beat him up. You <laughs> hurt
0: Lawrence.
2: We'll avenge you.
0: Yeah, but what, are you, what about you guys? you guys have any any stories like that? nothing too
1: crazy I dislocated my elbow (laughs) (laughs) got rejected but it's like I think I realized failure or like rejection is not really that scary you grow from it life goes on in the end like it doesn't make a big difference in the scheme of your life but at the same time it helps you grow as a person yeah for sure
2: Yeah, I want to go back to when we were talking about um, like not being open to hanging out with people, and like lock being locked in our rooms, and like not being willing to reach out to others because we're being scared of rejection. But I think it's way better to be like reaching out to people and getting rejected than like the latter because Mm. I remember first semester. I had like, like one or two one on ones over the whole semester, and I really thought to myself, I'm like, I see my friends, they have like twelve one on ones lined up. Why does no one want to get to know me? And it really like, took a toll on me. And I was thinking like, what's wrong with me? Like, I asked, I like, like, do people think I'm like unapproachable or like what's wrong with me? They don't want to get to know me. But I think the reality of the situation was, was I was just so, like, I personally spread myself so thin, I really had no time to commit time to other people. And so I did it to myself, and, like, there's no one else to blame. It also helped me, like, um, even though I was lonely, it helped me realize that, like, when you're rooted in God, and you realize that, like, all you need is His love. Then like rejection really means like nothing, and I think truly maturing your faith is realizing that. Like honestly, I don't think I've completely comprehended that idea, but you know it's something I do see and I like have found value in.
0: Yeah, that's that's a really good way to look at it. Um, honestly, I'm trying to think of my first impression of you, and I think. I think I was, like, low-key scared of you <laughs> when I first met you. I think my first impression was, like, um, I don't know. You kind of seem like a Chad, and, like, <laughs> like you seemed like you were, like, the cool kid in school. And I was, like, I don't really – I don't know. Like, I, I felt like if I asked you, I feel like you wouldn't even want to get a one-on-one with me, was yeah. my impression. Um, but I think I – I think I'm pretty quick to judge people, um, no, me too. which is, which is something that I'm trying to work on. Yeah. I wouldn't want to talk to this person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wouldn't want to be friends with this person, Yeah, but yeah. it's like, you actually have no idea unless you go out mm-hmm. and talk to them. Oh yeah. For sure.
2: I have a ton of friends now that I thought initially were really weird, <laughs> but then I got to know them and now they're like my closest friends now. It yeah. could be any of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I think that's something that is really common. Like I think people are really quick to to like categorize people in their heads before they even like actually get to know them. But I think it's also like difficult sometimes to to be able to get to know someone. Um I think especially like I guess it's it's not that bad. I think for like as a senior like it, I can like, reach out to people and be like, oh, hey, like, would you want to get a one-on-one sometime or something like that, right? But then, I guess it's not as weird for guys, but if it was, like, if I, like, meet this, this, like, freshman girl, and I'm like, oh, she seems cool, I feel like it'd be weird for me <laughs> to just be like, oh, you want to get a one-on-one after we had, like, one conversation, you know? Like, I feel like that'd be weird. No,
2: for real. There'd be, like, freshman girls with one-on-ones lined up, and they'd be all they'd all be guys. <laughs> like, like, what? Dude, I will not uh, disclose the name, mm-hmm. but there's a freshman girl, the same guy asked for, like, a one-on-one multiple times. I was like, wait a minute.
0: That's <laughs> a little bit weird. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I think guys reaching out to girls is always kind of weird. Honestly, I, I don't think older. it's weird. I think it's
2: mm-hmm. it was, like, really good conversation. They wanted to run it back, but yeah like like how you're saying it it comes off as weird it's just funny to me
0: yeah but yeah i think there's also like not necessarily like a stigma but it's like people will like say things and then that'll make it weird you know and then it just makes it hard um but i don't know i think that's something that i was questioning when I was like trying to get one on ones with girls, um, because it's like I don't want them to be uncomfortable either, Yeah. right? And so, um, hopefully, I don't come off as like a like a like a creepy older guy. <laughs> but yeah, I guess going back to what I was saying about it's like hard unless you like actively like reach out. What are like maybe events or like spaces that you've been to that have been been able to create a space where you can like have these deeper conversations and like actually get to know people better Uh, for me it's just food just
2: bonding over food is just I I can't speak for other people but it's just so special to me because I mean I love food it's like when two people are just eating or just there's something to do there's like something to enjoy everyone's in a good mood and, like you just you're able to have conversation like while eating and it's just like the easiest way and one of the most quality ways to bond with someone
0: yeah i agree like i think our freshman year um that's like how our class got really close i think because i haven't been to j2 in, in years but um there's like this glass room in the back. That we would just like we would always have a table there, and so every time someone was was going, they would they would text in the group chat, and then like a bunch of people would show up, and then we would just sit there for like a couple hours and just talk and eat, right? And like, I think there is something special about about eating a meal with people, um, so that's that's definitely good.
2: I think it's because you're able to talk. Like, I would get like a one on one with a guy. And we decided that like we want to go play basketball, like just shoot hoops. And it's kind of just hard to have a conversation when we're like, Mm -hmm. first of all, just shooting straight bricks (laughs) for an hour. But (laughs) but like we'll be like chasing after balls and like can't hear very well. Whereas food is just so intimate. It's like like everyone likes to eat like Mm -hmm. there will never be a time when someone like the one on one doesn't want to be there eating. Yeah yeah just the whole situation is just one of the most simple ways of genuine like quality time
1: with someone Mm -hmm.
0: yeah what do you think Simon
1: I feel like most of my meaningful conversations have come just like randomly hanging out honestly yeah
0: yeah I think there's I guess like the reason I ask is because um I think as ACM, it would be good to, obviously, like, create spaces um, or, like, events where people are able to, like, have these conversations, able to meet people and get to know them. Um, but I think there's also an aspect to it that has to be genuine and it has to, like, come up um, organically, right, naturally. And um, and so it's, it's kind of hard to, to force people to get to know each other i think another one for me is like um like car rides because there's like you're kind of stuck in the same place but um you're like kind of doing something but it's just like easy to have a conversation um and so i really like i don't know i really like driving either like with people um or even just by myself i think driving home like from from Austin to Katie is always really good. I like will listen to sermons or, or just like sit and pray, right? Because you're like kind of doing something, but it's like kind of like mind numbing, you know? And so you can still be like thinking and talking about stuff, right? All right. Um. Another question I have is, I guess now that freshman year is kind of done or it's coming to a close, um, are there any goals or, or anything you want to do in the next year or in your time in college?
2: How do you get my grades back together? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, dude, I don't want be to the, be the person to like, oh, like grades do not matter that much to me. Okay. Like I'm really, when I say grades don't define me, I seriously believe that. Like, I think it's crazy to just obsess over grades, but um I did have a wake-up call. Um, my grades are not even that bad. It's like, I'm about to take a B, and the problem is I want to go into banking. And the small exposure I've had, like, in college to that kind of industry, like, I really enjoy it, and I really think that's what I want to do as of right now. And I just had a wake-up call with, like, upperclassmen who are telling me that, like, top firms and banks only recruit like really high GPAs and I need to get it together. So that's like a short term goal. I think s- long term goal is definitely just continuing to pursue friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. I think it's also try to improve my time management skills mm. and just cut out time to make uh, to devote to other people. Uh, one of the things an upperclassman told me this year that really stuck with me is that like in college you can only have three things you can have good grades you can make good friends or you get sleep and and you can only pick two and i think the college for a lot like what you my personal opinion is i would pick good grades and friends and i have no problem with sacrificing sleep Mm -hmm. i have no problem with you know, like, hanging out with friends, going to support my friends at IM games, if it means pushing my homework all the way to 3, 4 a.m., getting no Mm -hmm. sleep. Like, I'm, like, this is, like, a good realization I've come. Even though it may seem, like, unsustainable, Mm -hmm. I think anyone else who would pick sleep over, I mean, maybe grades is acceptable, but, like, Mm -hmm. if you pick sleep over making quality relationships, then you're really losing out on, like, the best parts of college the short time we have here like the memories you can make and like you'll always have all-nighters in, in college especially like what is one more all-nighter gonna do just like think of all the friends you could be making all the great memories you could think back on i think that's one of the most valuable lessons i've learned in college so far
0: mm-hmm. yeah okay so before you share simon i think I somewhat agree I think I think the three The three things picked two is like Slightly exaggerated mm. But I think like I, I agree in the sense that A lot of times Like relationships and stuff Is like More important than Like homework or sleep Or whatever Right But I think it's also Really important to take care of yourself I think that's something that I've Been starting to learn um, I think I think sleep is very important because if you don't get enough sleep, that'll impact everything else. You know, it'll impact your mental health. It'll impact your grades. It'll impact, um, like the, the quality of time that you spend with your friends. Right. And so while definitely like sometimes it's like good to sacrifice your sleep to like go on late night, Whataburger runs or McDonald's or whatever. Right. I think having those moments and those memories is important, but, it's like everything's a balance right like you you like like you need to take care of yourself yeah
2: no it's not like a yeah like no one should be pulling an all-nighter like three days in a row yeah but like one every once in a while is is a good thing in my opinion <laughs> yeah
1: i would rather sleep <laughs> <laughs> i i want to i want to survive into my 80s <laughs> <laughs> that's, true, that's true i feel like
2: even though I'd say my, I don't get that much sleep, but like if you were to like add up all like the hours, I feel like I still get good amount of sleep. Mm-hmm. Like maybe one day I get like four or five, another <sighs> night I get like three, but then Friday, Saturday comes around, I get like 12 and then 12 <laughs> or like 14. Like yeah. I think it adds up. You like you have a recovery phase, mm-hmm. you have sprint phases. Um, but yeah, that's just me.
1: Yeah, like if I sleep for like six hours, I'll just be like a potato. (laughs) (laughs) Like I can't learn anything. I I can't talk to people. It's like, what's the point?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I think it's different for different people too, you know. Um, But yes, I mean, what do you, you have any like goals or anything you want to do? Definitely career stuff,
1: grades intern, like shadowing, volunteering, all that, because I'm trying to go to med school. I think I I honestly put those goals first for myself. Um, but also, yeah, just developing myself as a person, developing good relationships with other people. I think that's, I would agree that that is the most important part of college. The relationships that you make, that impact you for the rest of your life. I think that's really the most meaningful thing that will come out of your college time. And that would be what you regret most if you don't do. Um, Other goals, find a girlfriend.
0: Good goal, good yep. goal. Future spouse. But, th- but that's got to be like lower on the priority list. Yeah, that's like down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good.
1: Me too. Yeah, good.
2: Those are straight facts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, far more IM shirts. <laughs> that's a good uh, goal. Um, Ethan, yeah, I need you to
0: carry me to an IM shirt next year. Next? Oh, Which, oh yeah, yeah, dude. I, I'm staying, I'm staying. I
2: know, I know. It's okay. I got you, you're you my lib. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. Sounds good. Um, yeah. I think, um, I think these are all good goals to have. Um, really good things to think about. Um, I guess another aspect that we haven't touched on as much is like your relationship with God and how, um, I guess how you want to grow in that aspect. Um, so I guess my question is, how do you think your relationship with God is now? And what are ways that um, you, like, want to grow in it?
2: Oh, actually, I actually wanted to go back to that last question. Another thing is I want to serve more.
0: Mm. Um,
2: if it be volunteer service or just serving within orgs or ACM, um, I don't think I'm equipped yet to effectively serve ACM. But, uh, you know, that's definitely a short or long-term goal I have. I think that goes into my personal development with God. I think I say I'm not the, the most mature. My faith is not the most mature. I have a lot of upperclassmen and like adults I look up to and their faith and how strong it is and I can confidently say I'm nowhere closest to, to that. So I'm still like developing my own personal faith. I think an aspect that will help me take it to the next level is how to learn is learning to cultivate my faith in a community, in fellowship, in ACM, um, in, in Bucks, And so, yeah, I'm excited for, like, this new stage of life that God has. And hopefully in his plans, his mm-hmm. um, good things for us.
1: I would agree. Trusting in God's plan for us, having him take a more central role in our lives, that's something I'm working on. And then one thing I also want to do is spend more time in scripture. Really learning about God's word um, and building, like, a, a very strong faith intellectually, I guess. I'd say
2: build habits. Mm-hmm. I think every—I'm th- pretty sure all of us think about this, but, like, the second we leave college, the second we leave ACM, these bubbles— of really strong believers, a strong community. Will we have the self-discipline to sustain our faith? And, And yeah, I think that's just a big concern of that we should be developing now while we're in the bubble before we leave it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think those are all really important. I think doing consistent devos and consistent quiet times has always been a struggle. I think in college it's really hard because your schedule literally changes every six Mm -hmm. months and then people, there's always stuff to do. Um, people are always wanting to hang out, always wanting to do things. And so it's hard to, to carve out specific time where you can, can meet with God. But I think that that's really important to do really important to, to develop that habit.
2: I actually prefer like a flexible Devo time, um, People who do it like at 8 a.m. every day, that seems too systematic, I guess. It seems, personally for me, it seems like a check off the box, like check yeah. that box off. So really when it's, when my devos, uh, many believe that I do not do devos, <laughs> but I would like to, cl- I would like, <laughs> I I miss uh, some, I miss some occasionally, <laughs> but I do my devos. And it's really, like, a natural, like, I feel called to do them, which personally to me feels a lot better yeah. when I'm called to do my devos and I do them even if it's just, like, five minutes. I think it's more impactful to me personally that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's really good. I think um, that routine and, and habits can definitely sometimes turn into, like I just said, uh, check it off, and I uh, did my devos for today, and that's it. Right, but being able to be um, like engaged and and actually caring about what you're reading about, actually being able to meet with god and 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 praying, I think is really good. Um, but yeah it's it's like it's definitely hard. Life gets busy and and you miss them every few days. Um, but I think it's it's still good. Like you're saying like even five minutes even being able to sit down and, and and pray um i think is still really good this is what someone asked me the other day so in terms of like attractiveness right for like girls there's like cute hot and pretty slash beautiful uh-huh. right i can see that okay so so what what's your your top choice of the three
2: that is a good one <laughs> I would say cute is, is off the table, because I feel like cute is synonymous with like young and like <laughs> like underage and like you know like I don't yeah, know if you okay. if you like I think yeah yeah I could see my girl as cute but like you know like mm-hmm. in terms of hot and pretty like you know are more synonymous with like a mature developed woman. Okay, you know, okay. A woman of God a developed woman of okay, God. Okay, okay, okay. Not physically developed, <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like just to be completely honest, we are sinners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes sometimes we are not perfect. We are sinners and we are not perfect and that may that may push us me that may push me towards hot. But I think at the end of the day, when I'm like, when my mind is sound, I will always pick, like, pretty and, like, beautiful.
0: Nice. That's a good answer. I'm going with hot.
1: (laughs) She gotta be bad. (laughs) She gotta be different. I don't know. Uh, I I like that.
2: I think it's just, it's rare to find a hot girl who is, like all of the morals and values that we <laughs> want you know you know you know i can see that can but like that.
0: they're rare but they exist
2: that's true so that's keep true. on looking never settle that's right another I like that another big life lesson mm. never settle never settle you will the people who settle will just regret until they die which mm. is so sad
0: all the shoot up yeah okay wait there's an. there's another theoretical question Whoa. right it's I guess you kind of answered it, but it's like, I think it's, would you rather, um, would you rather settle for a significant other or know your significant other settled and they like, like wish that they didn't, you know what, wow. what I mean? Or not, not that they wish that they didn't, but they like regret it.
2: I feel like there's only one ge- one answer. <laughs> like, you don't want your partner to, like, you don't want to know your partner's settled and regret it. Regrets sure. it. Because that's actually so sad, like.
0: But then would you rather be the one regretting it yourself?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just the kind of person who likes to take that personal responsibility and that burden. Mm-hmm. I think I, I can see myself, like, dealing with that kind of stuff. Like, handling it effectively, maybe not perfectly, but I don't know if I would want to. Yeah, I don't think I could live a life where, like, my wife or girlfriend and I knew they, like, didn't love me unconditionally. Mm. Yeah. I think that just eats me up way more than knowing that, like, oh, my wife could have been prettier mm. or a that's little true. smarter. Like, that's. Yeah. Like, honestly, I don't think. When it comes to settling, people will never settle for like the most core, like the core value, like the core mm-hmm. reasons of picking a girlfriend. Yeah. They'll just like, if you're a guy, but they'll settle for the other things that like, that are less important. Mm-hmm. And like, honestly, sometimes that's fine. Um, but if you're settling for like, say she's really hot, but she's just like terrible personality or like terrible human being, yeah. that is just like, not also, that's not acceptable. Yeah, after. for sure.
1: First of all, I think both options are terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think both yeah. options are terrible. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I also don't want to be like in my heart, like, oh, I could have done better. Mm. Like, that's <laughs> actually that's actually cringe though. Yeah, like, yeah,
2: yeah. Like, that's a terrible mentality sure. to have for sure. But
1: I would, I would definitely go with you being the one who thinks that you settled. Yeah, yeah because in the end nobody's ideal so yeah. it doesn't really matter
0: yeah that's true that's a good point you
1: don't think you you don't think your perfect wife is out there <laughs> that doesn't exist
2: wow your standards must be higher than mine. <laughs>
0: nobody's perfect yeah that's good That those are both good answers i agree um Okay. And then this is the final theoretical question, mm-hmm. okay? Um would you rather date a girl that is ten smart? So on a scale of one to ten. I thought he was about to say, imagine if you dated someone ten. <laughs> 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 but continue. No. She's like ten on the smart scale and on a scale of one to ten. So she's like really smart, like um, whatever. But like in terms of smell, she's like a three. Smell? So five is, five is, five is like an average smell. So three is like, she like kinda, it's, it's kinda kind of, of smells bad. a neutral bad. smell? Yeah, five is neutral. Okay, okay. So like three is like, she kind of smells bad. And like, like you can't cover it up. Is she
2: pretty? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so she's pretty, she's smart, but she smells bad.
0: Yeah, or she's, um, three smart. So like, she's like, kind of, kind of dumb, but she smells really good she's like ten smell but she's hot yeah they're they're both the same hotness okay, yeah, yeah I might have to go option two option two actual
2: dude I one time knew a girl that like I like was close to and every time I hugged her I was like <laughs> 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 oh, <God. laughs> and she was she was pretty and smart so it's actually like a perfect description oh my but like every time like I smelled her I would like think of it And, like, it made me, like, think of, like, is this what her house smells like? (laughs) Is this, like, the kind of food she's eating? But, like, someone who's, like, not that smart, who's, like, smells good. Also, girls who smell good, that's just such an attractive thing. That actually, like, I remember, like, um, like, when I was dating, like, my girlfriend, like, would smell good. And she, like, wore perfume. And, like, whenever she, like, wore my, like, sweater... You know, like when I got it back, you know, I would just, it's, mm. it, it, is a, uh, made me fold. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, if they're pretty, that's actually just a huge bonus. Yeah, yeah. And then, I don't know. If She has a good personality. Her her smarts don't matter.
0: Guess so. Yeah. It's just like, the average person is like really dumb. That is true. That yeah. is true. <laughs> and the average is five, and she's at three. Oh, that is
1: true. So. That's, like, 90 IQ, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, Wait, what's the average IQ? 100. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. I thought... Well, it varies by country, but oh. it's supposed to be, like, 100. Oh, I did not know that. Interesting. All right, Simon, what about you? I'm going with brains all day.
0: Really? Wait, it,
1: like, if she's a 10 and smart... Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's a oh. genius... I'm having some genius babies. That's, Bro, you're going to be insecure. What do your babies smell bad, too? I'd be <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the smell is heritable, but the intelligence, definitely.
2: Well, actually, no, I take it back. I wouldn't be insecure. But... Actually...
1: How's that insecure? I want some smart kids. That's true. That's true.
2: But what if she just wins every argument, you know? You could never win an argument in your life. And you're a debater, bro. I don't mind. I can admit when I'm wrong. That's
0: That's good. That's good. All right. This has been a good talk, guys. Um, But I think we're going to wrap up. How about I have one question for you? Okay. Quick question. Would you um, date
2: someone who is just perfect for you, but her faith is weak? Like, do you think... And she's, like, 20. She's your age. So, like, she's already kind of, like, gone through her development. She's kind of locked in in where she is, like, religiously or whatever. You think she you could develop a girl, your girlfriend, spiritually?
0: Okay, so, like, what do you mean by her faith is weak?
2: Like, even, like, she grew up in church. She says she's a Christian. But, like, she does not live, um, I mean, no one's perfect. But, like, she just does not live a faithful life. Okay. She likes to drink. You're in college. She likes to drink. Mm. Uh, She likes to go out and have fun. Actually, no, that's not a bad thing. (laughs) But she likes to have fun under the influence. Mm. She can't have fun without alcohol. Uh, These are just like examples of a less faithful life. But she says she claims to love God, which which is true. You think you could have those hard conversations and be like, you got to stop drinking. God commands us to do this and this and
0: this. <laughs> I think so. I think I would. I think if there's that foundation
2: but the foundation is very weak. Mm. Obviously weak.
0: But she's perfect every other way.
2: Yeah, would you would you drop her and try again with a <sighs> more faithful woman?
0: But is there an alternative like someone who's like really faithful? But, yeah, it's like but it's like less hot. <laughs> I think I would. Ah, if she's just less hot, I'll go with less hot and faithful. But if she's like ugly, <laughs> then, then I gotta think about it. Compromising his
1: values right here. I gotta think about <laughs> it. On 4, in 4K. <laughs> I agree, though. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> we're, gonna cannot go out. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna wrap up there um thanks for listening everybody um we hope you enjoyed this week's episode um follow us at off campus unassured podcast on instagram and dm us if you want to be on the show so thanks for listening we'll see y'all next time Bye. bye bye